0: activated my webcam on my other laptop, and I don't know how to get rid of that. All right.
1: We're doing this in pop culture life.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay. How come I don't have a cool name?
0: You can change it. Just, uh, you see those three buttons, or the three dots by your name, or, like, by your screen?
2: Ooh. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I see it.
1: In the title right now.
2: Oh, shit! Vince is already Vince exotic. Damn it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, All right, here we go. We're good.
0: We are live. Welcome, everyone, to our uh, Tiger King extravaganza. This is the Netflix show that's sweeping the nation. Probably, this might be the biggest Netflix show, sweeping the nation. I am Vince, exotic big cat Mercandetti, joined by Jake the Snake King and his lovely wife, (laughs) Jess Aston. That was the first time I had to look at that. Thank you, guys, for joining. How's everyone doing?
2: Wonderful. Thank you.
0: I'm doing great.
1: I'm super excited to talk about this incredible documentary that has just impacted everyone's life during quarantine.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, you guys are uh, outnumbering me right now in the quarantine, so I'm kind of jealous. I am here alone in my room, and you guys get to uh, be in your house, although- The
1: Schwartz-dominated podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, oh man, I have so much to get to. I have to preface all of this by saying I took more than one page of notes for the first time since college for this show, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that includes every important corporate event or anything in my work life that's ever happened to me it just was never worth more than one page of notes. Um, so here we go Jake, I know that you uh, you kind of orchestrated this whole thing and I know that you've got a certain format you want to follow so why don't you take it away and then I could you know we'll we'll weigh in. Absolutely. I
2: one, and I will weigh in when I feel necessary.
0: There you go, yeah. <laughs> you drink up. At
1: some point, so Joe Exotic is a very split audience that reviews this show. A lot of people either love Joe Exotic, or they're not a fan of his, depending on where you land. So we brought Jess on here today, my wife, who's one of his biggest fans uh, in the world, because she's always a big fan of people that are incorporated in murder. It's the least surprising thing ever that she loves Joe Exotic.
0: Yeah.
2: Joe is incredible. And I'll say this, I'll wait, I'll
1: wait. There you go. That's a little sneak peek. So uh, for those of you that have not watched the documentary on Netflix, it's called The Tiger King. And it's an incredible documentary that journeys you through the life of basically big cat owners, one in particular known as Joe Exotic. Um, and so as you watch this documentary, spoilers ahead, this podcast is going to be chock full of them. As you watch this documentary, you're kind of taken into the life of Joe and the other tiger, lion, and big exotic animal entrepreneurs that exist in this world. And so today, because of the crazy, chaotic insanity that is going on in these people, people's lives, we're going to chronologically go through this show and the things that have happened. There are some major themes and some shocks and surprises. You have magic, you have singing, you have murder, you have true crime, you have more murder, you have hiring for murder, you have all the things from celebrities coming to see these animals and all sorts of craziness just going on. And so we definitely wanna touch on all of it. These characters are something picked out of a circus, it seems like, or out of a redneck circus, And we definitely wanna discuss those things. Vince, I'm totally stoked to hear your three pages of notes. They're probably more notes than anyone's ever written for Joe Exotic. So I'm I'm definitely stoked to hear about that. Um, So let's start off with just what this is. And so Joe, do you happen to know his full, I can't remember his full name. It's a very long name.
0: His last name you're never gonna get. My first observation though about him is- I
1: I like
2: to interject. It's Joe Vogel Maldonado Passage.
0: There you go. So Jess touched on the first observation I had, which I found so weird that bothered me throughout all of this, is that you've got this, like, local celebrity, right? Like, Joe Exotic, I'm guessing. I've never been to Oklahoma or his place. But I'm guessing he's, like, a pretty big name in Oklahoma. Like, he's not, you know, he ran for governor, which we'll get to. Um, he's someone who's at least a public figure there. But he takes all of his gay lovers' last names, which I find so bizarre. Like, his why husbands. not? What?
2: They are his husbands.
0: I know, but why is he the guy changing his last name and not them when he's the one who's famous? Like it made Maybe. no sense to me. It could be the guilt of uh, persuading them with meth. Could be that. That's bad, true. Speculation. His last name also sucks. So like I understand changing okay. that, but why not change your last name to exotic and then have your exotic co also take the name exotic and then everyone's exotic. But oh, instead yeah, yeah, instead he's got like seven last names, one of which is Maldonado, which cracks me up because that's Henry's last name. <laughs> yeah. I'm like yeah. I'm like, this is like Henry's like super gay Oklahoma white cousin that he doesn't know about. So <laughs> that that just killed me the entire time.
1: I was um, I was Googling to see if I could actually find a connection between Henry and him, like a Kevin Bacon's oh like seven degrees type thing, to see if that's even possible out there.
0: Uh, be
2: great. Oh
0: great redneck. Never, Matt Whelan enough. is watching right now. Matt, if you can make me specifically a clip art or uh any sort of web design any sort of web design of Henry looking like Joe Exotic, <laughs> I will gladly send you something for Christmas. Uh <laughs> that, that, that's what I'm looking forward to. But, yeah, uh, so that was my first impression of Joe Exotic. I'm like, why is he changing his last name to all of his gay lovers' last names? Like, he's got to understand his power of celebrity, and he didn't quite grasp it in that. He
2: in doesn't that. like the name Schreie Vogel,
0: clearly. <laughs> yeah, that, that, is, that I not want a fan. to do.
1: Well, yeah. he's not a fan of his parents, and we'll get to that, too. Uh, right. So that's probably where that comes from. He doesn't want to take that name. Um, so let's, let's talk about Joe. So, first of all, like we talked about, this show is about these wild, exotic Animal owners, and there's a, a small theme that's introduced where there's animal rights activists that are not a fan of breeding these big tigers, these lions in cages um, instead of rescuing them. So we'll get to that theme in a little bit, but just to kind of paint the picture there, Joe, if you haven't googled him yet, looks like like Dog the Bounty Hunter went and did heroin in Mexico or that's something nice. crazy, and and like Hulk Hogan got a hold of him. With his facial hair so it's it's a very unique looking
0: individual <laughs> um, he looks
2: wonderful for
0: 57 is he 57 wow <laughs> oh he's like a gay 57 though that's like 37 in real years
2: and he cares a lot about his appearance i want to say like if you go on reddit there is an ama done by a worker of his and somebody asked you know what do you what does this guy smell like <laughs> and, <laughs> He sm- the guy said, you know what? This guy really cares about his appearance, and he smells awesome. So he, I think he put a lot of time, even as a skincare line. So I think he puts a lot of time into <laughs> how he appears, and I think he looks great, for the record.
0: By the way, is there a reason he has a limp? Was that ever covered?
2: Yes. It was a car accident, okay. but you have to do some online digging to find it. It was not covered in the documentary.
0: All right. I feel better now. <laughs> We're given a it lot
1: was, of but, but, uh, foreshadowing.
2: I have more dirt on that. Oh, God. I actually did kind of like manipulatively use that as a training opportunity to be like, look, don't fuck with the tigers. You know, like, look at my uh, lip. Yeah.
1: I like that. We I got know. a He's investigative a reporter here. We got, yeah, we got Jess on the scene here. She's, if I could, uh, maybe I'll turn my laptop over later. You'll see all the posters on our wall of Joe Exotic and his pets uh, yeah. right next to John Mayer. So, uh,. <laughs> So, so Joe, <laughs> at, don't
2: don't as, we, Joe.
1: <laughs> as we alluded to, um, Joe definitely likes to smell good. And there's, there's a scene in this wild kingdom where one of his pet tigers gets a hold of his foot and starts smelling his foot and like is entertained by what's going on there. And he's claiming someone has like put stuff on his foot. And like perfume or something, so so I think that 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 that, that probably could be a reason why um, smelling like that so let's let's quickly go through some of the other characters um, Vince, do you want to take us away on Carol Baskin and who she is?
0: probably oh. yeah, I mean Carol is the Florida native, which in these stories there's always a Florida native uh, Carol fits the bill she's from Tampa, although I'm guessing like some weird like outside Hick area of Tampa, not like any sort of nice part. Um Now she is kind of the anti-Joe, right? Because she's, she's been married twice. So that's not anti-Joe. Like between mm. them, there's been, there's been six husbands. Three, three times she's been married. She, all right. So there's seven husbands between the two of them. <laughs> uh, she, uh, so she, this was my impression of Carol and we'll get to the whole criminal aspects of it later but my impression of carol is that in a nutshell money makes her way that's that's kind of where where i see it It, and i think that was her driving factor in pretty much all of her decisions including moving on from her first husband um and that that last husband i don't know if he was two or three i'm guessing he's three um, he pretty clearly is like that dude had his back and soul broken like years ago. Like she just does whatever she wants with him. Um, so Carol is kind of, she comes off as like this very animal caring, like PETA ally who cares about her tigers, but they kind of brought up a good point in it that the cages look shitty. Like her place. Oh my God, God. Yeah. Those tigers and lions did not look happy. They didn't look content at all. They're in small quarters uh, so I really, I think that that was the first cast of doubt over her character. Uh, and then there's so much more to unpack about her. But she is our Florida chess piece, if you will. And Joe is the Oklahoma chess piece. And this is the Florida-Oklahoma rivalry love story that 2020 deserves. Because they're like just two of the weirdest states Going at it here in a big cat competition.
1: It's the greatest rivalry since the New York Yankees versus the Boston Red Sox. It's true, and she and she really is like uh, Annie Wilkes. Is that her name? Jess Kathy Bates. She's
2: anything like Annie Wilkes.
1: Oh, I I, I do.
0: But yes, that is her name.
2: That <laughs> is her name. Yes, but no. Annie Wilkes is sweet. Where I think Carol Baskin is just. I, I'm I'm so sick that I made myself Carol Baskin. Um, <laughs> Carol Baskin is lifeless when you look into her eyes. She is saying all the right things, but there's nobody home, it seems like to me.
0: Yeah. Um, By the way, Jake, I know that you're a big following fan. My second observation after the gay musical chair last names is that the main characters in this story are Joe and Carol. And we talk about a cult. And if you watch the following, the cult leader murderer was Joe Carol. Which oh my <laughs> gosh. It yeah. Freaked Whoa. me out third time.
1: That's true. Oh, I love that show. So so let's let's jump into that. So the second episode picks up kind of showing you some of these other um exotic animal owners. And we're introduced to Doc Antle, who is probably <laughs> the richest of all of them and okay. is like knee deep in like having contacts within the Senate. Uh, he's a he was like a big pusher behind different initiatives for big animals. He's kind of giving you that like boundary of is he actually like intimate with animals? Is he not what's going on? (laughs) But we we fall down this kind of path of of this cult thing. And he not only does he look like John Travolta met Philip Seymour Hoffman and the Master and basically recruited him to start petting tigers with him. Um but you you learn about this like enclosed cult that Vince you were just talking about where basically he's got like Eight wives or whatever it is—they're all having sex. They're all yeah. showing tigers. That his kids yeah, are involved. Uh, He's right. forcing women to get implants. It gets insane on his side, and he—he he really becomes a minor character eventually. But like that, to me, was was wild. What was Jess? What was your first impression of Doc Ansel when you saw him?
2: Well, I mean, <laughs> first impression. I think they're that both of them are worse than Jill because. Joe is very upfront about what he's doing. They are very delusional. Carol Baskin and Doc Antle are very delusional about what's going on. Um, They are breeding tigers and exploiting these animals, cub petting all the, et cetera, under the guise of animal conservation. But essentially they're just doing the same thing. Doc Antle does have a lot more money and resources, which makes it, I don't want to say it makes it better, but it does make it, I guess more legitimate is the word, but um, it's just overall it's just weird. I get a super weird vibe from him, and I did not believe that Barbara or that girl that was in the all comfy in the chair. She definitely had sex with him, right? <laughs> she said she oh, did. Oh yeah, yeah. But I don't think
1: there isn't a person on that like farm or whatever it is that hasn't had sex with him. Please
2: forgive me, like including he's animals of the animal world for sure. Like, and my impression of him was bad. I didn't, I would not like to spend any time with him at all.
1: Never trust a dude that has a ponytail and a soul patch. Like, that that should be a...
2: a, And he's known for his soul patch. Like, what the hell?
0: He was kind of like a Creed, like John Locke, kind of love child-like to me.
2: I can, I I can absolutely agree to that.
0: (laughs) So, by the way, the chick in his cult... Yeah, she, she's being interviewed. She talks about her implants. What is, is it, what's her name? Barbara. Barbara. All right. So Barbara annoyed me for a few reasons. Um, one is that yes, she definitely like you got to own having sex with Doc, and I feel yes. like she kind of skirted around it. And like we all know you did it. Like you were in a cult. You freely admit it. He made you get implants. Like own it. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, which she was clearly like very good looking in her like little picture that she showed. The thing that irritates me the most about her is when she's interviewing, she's wearing those ridiculously hideous socks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, i like just curled up. It's like she wanted me to intentionally look at her disgusting, like, lying around the house socks. I could not, It like, it was just in my head the whole time while she's talking.
1: That whole interview you know from a producer standpoint you could tell that they like on purpose like hey can you wear like something gray that kind of covers your whole body we're going to be talking about we want to really drive home this like forced thing so like she either they directed or she embraced this like I was so affected And I don't want to take away from her negative experience but like man did she really just milk you know all that and it takes you they show you this this like village that he has it's like it was 50, either 50 or 500 acres. It was a ton of acres. Yeah, they, all, they all had their own houses on. Um, and so everyone else is, is looking like they're having a grand old time out there. Um, the shows, people, people, this was, I don't know how you felt about this, but I was curious like how these people make a ton of money because they tell you that it's like 10,000 per animal mm-hmm. per year to feed them alone and they got it's not like they have 50 pets they have uh, joe exotic had like 220 or 30 or something like that tigers alone plus all the other animals and so they they're interviewing doc anel and he's like yeah people pay for a tour they paid like 600 700 bucks for a tour and 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 one of the guys that they interviewed was like i would pay this man whatever money he wanted every day just to go see these tigers up up close in person i mean the dude rides in on a freaking elephant like he, that's his introduction. As he's riding this giant elephant that he's like been friends with since it was since it's been born. He goes in the water with it. He hangs. He bathes it
0: in open water. Crazy. He's like a season four Walking Dead villain. Like that's, his, <laughs> that's his personality. That did In Myrtle Beach, you know, in the Carolina, yeah, I know. like geographically perfect. My big takeaway with the <laughs> juxtaposition between Doc and Joe, I found it so funny that at one point Joe talks about the difference between their business models and like their, you know, cast of crew, right? And he's talking about how Doc's method is hiring all these hot chicks and it's like a cult mentality and everyone worships him. And then he talks about his business model. He's like, and mine is like, you know, I'm just working with people who just got out of prison. And then you see how the rest of the story plays out. And I'm like, well, I think we know what the better business model was because...
2: Well, wait a minute. Oh, wait, gosh. Wait, wait a minute. He's giving people in society a second chance that and wouldn't otherwise happen.
0: Every one of them screwed him over.
2: <laughs> he didn't screw him over. Well, He did. He had
0: two loyal people. The
1: two amputees were the only loyal people to him at yeah, the end of the, the day. The
0: amputee chick was, like, the only one in that story who was, like, a sympathetic figure as it pertained to Joe. And the oh, other guy
1: was someone who wrote both their names on bullets. And lost yeah, both his legs.
0: Was that was a very yeah. Oklahoma move. Like, almost, that was like beyond Florida, I feel like. Florida, you recklessly used guns as was done throughout this story, but Oklahoma, you like write someone's name on the bullet you're going to use to kill them, which is pretty badass.
2: Fair. I just, I believe that Joe's. Joe. Come on, guys. I mean, <laughs> he's the epitome of sincere. You can't possibly believe that the business model of attractive women. I mean, obviously, I know you're just saying that. Yeah. Hyperbolic. But Joe's giving these people a second shot at life, even if they ultimately screwed him over. That's not his fault. For having I
0: think him. to your defense that you hit the nail on the head. He is a sympathetic figure because I thought, I forget who said it at the end. Maybe it was Jeff, maybe it was Doc, whoever. But they basically said, Joe is such an idiot. He's not capable of pulling off any of the evil things that he did. And he's just a pawn in the whole thing. And I really did believe that. I think he's just so dumb. Like his sentiments are in the right place. He is hiring these villains, he, these felons. He is giving Women, them a second Jen- <laughs> well, They turned out to be villains. Um, Like, he is doing all of these nice things. I think he really does care about the animals. I think he really does go into the whole breeding thing because he had to, not because he wanted to. Um, But he's just so dumb, he basically turns everything into shit that he touches.
2: I don't think he's dumb. I think he lets his anger... I
0: know he's dumb.
2: (laughs) I think he let his anger get the best of him in this scenario.
1: He wants, from someone who so desperately wants to be famous too, like myself, I can relate to Joe Exotic. in that form I think that's what he wants I think he's so blinded by his desire to be famous that he's willing to go to whatever length I think he does care about he cares about the animals but I think he lost I think the the producer guy coined it best he lost that as he kept spiraling down the path of potential fame
2: but also also carol baskin has fucked with a ton of organizations but yeah. she kept pushing the envelope with joe because of his big reactions which was also in turn making her a ton of money too let's not forget that
0: well he's so easy to manipulate so i don't blame her like that was and, a good
2: move because and of his anger, and not because and, of
0: his and vince
1: your your uh, your sister is weighed in meredith she says, Carol Baskin doesn't pay her staff at all.
0: Volunteers. Yeah, they're all volunteers. So I, good. I, I, knew Carol the, Baskin. I knew the Florida minimum wage was low. I didn't realize it was that low. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, worse than Disney. Worse than uh. Disney. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so, and also, uh, Maddie Whelan actually corrected us. So 227 tigers that Joe Exotic has um which is which is really remarkable um so the the other person that i wanted to wanted oh jj wants to lay in the yeah. other person that i wanted to call out was uh the guy that turned on joe so later on the last episode you wind up getting to is the actual trial and you start to as vince alluded to start to see um the people that's worked with him their whole life start to turn him and testify against him and one of these people uh eric who kind of looks like um, a little bit like Professor Filch from Harry Potter? In yeah, my I'm opinion. i don't
0: remember which one Eric is.
1: He's he's the long blonde hair guy that was homeless that they picked him up and then.
2: He's the one that says, "How many wives does Doc Annel have?" And he says, "I don't fucking care." Uh, right,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, that's <laughs> in the whole documentary. Dead on
1: impression. So in the in the in the first few episodes, he, the reason why he's key is because he's the head keeper of the the whole place. They show you the way that they're feeding these animals. So, they, so obviously, it's super expensive to, to feed these animals. And they can't do it unless they're literally taking the scraps from a, and I think they're feeding themselves too, from a Walmart truck every day with also getting roadkill. So they're getting roadkill. They're getting like a full truckload of meat and just cutting it all up and feeding all these animals. It's like chow time. And he was the one that was not only doing it, but using that to survive. So, like, you have to think about the conditions that Joe put his staff under, too.
2: Look at the conditions Joe was living in. It's not like he was living far above them.
0: So that was also one of my observations with Doc, with this whole cult thing. Doc's in South Carolina. If he was in Tampa and if L. Ron Hubbard hadn't died in 1986, (laughs) they would have best friends best friends because it's the same story doc very well could have started his own psychology type thing centered oh, yeah. around like big pussy or whatever the hell to do. And it would have, yeah, they, they would have been best friends. They had the same personality, except one went to like science fiction to, for his creative outlet. And the other one went to exotic animals. The only difference between them. So, I'm like, they would have been best friends. It goes with my Tom Brady, Derek Jeter theory. I'm like, if Tom Brady and Derek Jeter like played in the same city they would be absolute best friends they both played they both had connections to michigan they both had connections to the yankees uh they both have houses in tampa they're both the top of their sport that's how it is
1: their wives are decently
0: they've got model wives yep. <laughs> yeah they like only have girls does Tom Brady have a son, he yeah, a son he has, yeah, he has, yeah he has yeah Right, so yeah. he's got he's got a boy
1: so uh, Roberto Martinez just weighed in. I think this is a pretty accurate guess, by the way. He says, on season two of The Tiger King, Jess is going after Carol fucking Baskin. So that's a, that's a solid segue into episode three, which takes us, I think it's called The Secret, and it takes us into this wild twist of events uh, with Carol's second husband, who she meets because he's circling Uh, the like street she's walking like two in the morning and she and he's circling the streets trying to get her to, to come in his truck the Brass Avenue,
2: by the way, which is yeah. infamous in Tampa as being a hooking spot, basically like Orange Blossom Trail in Orlando.
0: She was definitely a for- – I mean, she said oh, yeah. a- She was definitely
2: a – a- Not that I'm judging her, but definitely- yeah,
0: you know, I, I, It is what it is. I mean, he, she is, what, 15 years old at the time, and she yep. gets some strange dude's truck, and we're supposed to think that that's, that's new. Right. Well, let Well, I- let's talk about her, his tactic. So she finally – he sa- he gets,
1: gets a hold of her and says – You can hold this gun to my head. I just want to talk
0: to you. That was cool. That was pretty badass.
2: I would get in some guy's truck. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, yeah, that was (laughs) badass. Now we know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Woman I married.
2: But but the part of what I'm asking is the same with Barbara. You just got to own it. If that's what you're doing, just own it come on, mm-hmm. like, we know what you're doing on Nebraska mm-hmm. Avenue at three o'clock in the morning. But yeah. he was polite, and he says, hold the gun to my head. Fine.
0: Very polite.
2: That's the only way I'd get in his car, too.
1: That's a
0: gentleman to me. Jake, was That's this right. entire episode the one where we find out about Carol and her husbands? Yes. So okay. this
1: this episode was dedicated Rip to... Rip off that band-aid. Yeah, you want to you take this? I feel like you describe it pretty well.
0: Yeah, so Carol... Uh, the whole, the main part of the episode centered around Carol and her first husband, Don. And uh, Don, I guess, is like an amateur pilot. Like, he has an amateur, he has a pilot license, but he's not an actual pilot. Uh, he's got like a little plane. And magically, one day, he ends up missing. <laughs> they never find the body. After five years, he's declared dead. Because I guess that's the law in Florida, is if you're missing for five years, you're automatically dead. Makes sense. Yes. Um, and then the whole theory, and like this is the first time when we start to think, okay, Carol went from being like probably a former hooker to she might also be a murderer because everyone's starting to suspect her of killing her husband. Yep. And as someone who got very irate watching Making a Murderer, because I know that dude killed <laughs> uh, killed that chick, uh, I feel the same way here. Like Carol definitely killed Don. There's no There's no way getting around it. Um, I do believe that the buried under the ground theory, though, over the fed to animals, she doesn't strike me as someone that malicious. I think she'd do it in like a cleaner way. um, But how good
1: good was that soundbite from Joe? There's a scene where they show the dead husband's face and Joe is like the the mouth in it. And he's like, hey, (laughs) Carol,
0: it's a voice from your past.
1: Get me out of the fucking sewer, Carol.
0: Like <laughs> <Those laughs> props are so much better than his music, it's not even funny. Oh, no. How do you not like his music? You both froze up on me, and I don't know if that's my fault or your fault. Could be um, our fault. How do you not like his Jake, music? Jake How do you looks not like, like he's music? in the ring right
2: now. Yep, yeah, you do too. Oh,
0: yeah, How all right, you- right, you're back. So, um, yeah. you got to talk so, about
1: how you don't like his music real quick. That's what I was trying to yell at, but the thing froze like ten
0: times. Oh, yeah. His music's terrible. Is there any debate to that?
1: It's, it's like He's a – gold. It, Jerry it, Gold. It's gold, Jerry. Gold, exactly. It takes you on a journey from like Akon 2006 to Wesley Willis and Rock and Roll McDonald's all the way up to like a True Blood, the True Blood intro. That's what it sounds like. It's, I, I can't get – there's two songs of his, Because You Love Me and bring it oh on God, that I, oh yeah, I can't stop listening to it. It's so good. It's obviously not him, but it's so good.
2: It's wow. well, I don't think it's obviously not him. I think it's him auto-tuned a little bit.
1: He goes, Jess, oh, yeah. he goes from, hey, hey, hey talking like that's awesome. Like that, it doesn't make sense that a singing voice. He's
2: talking amazing, this guy.
1: He is, he's
2: good. There is a Joe Exotic in all of us.
0: Oh, my God. Anyways, back okay. to his, uh, yeah, his enemy. one quality of myself that's like Joe Exotic, and that is making dick jokes. But oh, um,
2: Absolutely. And mine yeah. is too obsessively.
0: <laughs> Finishing up my thought on Carol, though. So I do think she killed Don. She had a motive to kill John, Don. She's very money motivated. Yeah, yeah. Um, she, and this is proven a few ways. One is she sues, um, or she doesn't sue. She keeps the inheritance away oh, from family like Don's sister and mother or whatever.
2: And his daughter. His uh, ex-wife yeah. his ex his
0: yeah. ex-wife and, his, and his children. Yeah, and she yeah. gets a few million out of his death. Um, the-, yeah. the whole thing just seems so orchestrated. I'm sure she did it. She's not a sociopath, so, you know, I don't think she killed anyone else. I think this was an opportunity-type murder. And she did it. And, you know, she gets the inheritance, uh, keeps mostly everyone out of, else out of the her- inheritance. Uh, so motive to kill him, but I just don't think it was fed to the tigers. I think he probably is buried under that suit. Good.
2: Could she have had someone do it for her? Because that's something that commonly happens in the tiger owning world.
0: Yeah. Murder for hire, right? Could have, but to the point of Joe, who do you trust enough to actually kill someone and how much money, you know, he like screwed that up. 3,000.
2: Because because Carol (laughs) is still, you know, under investigation, which I just wanted to add in, although I do love Joe, I think he's amazing. If Carol didn't, kill her husband I feel really really shitty about this whole thing because
0: he's got an obsession
2: right and like you know it's it's she might not have you know she's not found guilty and she's been going on for the last however long so if we're all tearing open these wounds like I feel really bad about it but If Joe found someone for three grand in this tiger underworld, (laughs) could Carol have found someone too? Because, like you said, she's not a sociopath. So, could she have done it herself? I don't know. I think she might have hired someone.
1: I don't think. I think she probably did hire someone. But there's the the facts are so alarming, and she didn't handle it well. Like the the I think the day before, a week before, he files a restraining order against her. Um, Then the day after, she rushes the uh, the joint. Either attorney, I think, um, to give her control of the state
0: yeah. right
1: away, and yeah. they say for the first time ever. So, or I think Joe says this actually. Like it's the first time ever someone put on there um, due to disappearance. Like I want to take out the, yeah, the wording. Exactly, she changed the wording. So like, I, she but didn't really
0: saying,
2: coming from a stay-at-home mom. Did Carol have income at the time? Like, did she just panic and say, oh my God, I need to do this because I have nothing if he doesn't exist? Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of someone that was killed. Please do not hold this against me if Jake goes disappearing.
0: Right, his Well, it, that's possible. <laughs> uh, here is the, here's the other reason that I think Carol's guilty. And it's again, going back to making the murderer. You can argue all day long about whether or not you think that guy specifically killed the woman even though she was found on his property and even though he sent his pets into the fire Mm -hmm. as a kid and even though he did all sorts of other things. And I'm like, this guy is definitely guilty. The other thing, though, is who would have killed Don. Because the only other, the only alternative story we have is that he disappeared somewhere into the ocean flying a plane, which I just don't think is plausible. And even the way she described it, it seemed like she didn't even believe that theory. It's just the one she threw out there. So well, in- the,
1: the, one, the, one thing, the one thing in her favor, though, is that um, he did reach out to his friend or, or other attorney, I think, actually, and tell, tell them he's going to Costa Rica. He wanted him to come with him to Costa Rica. He made it very clear that he's, he said, if I pull this off, it's going to be the greatest like mm-hmm. thing you've ever seen since I was in college or something like that. So yeah, that's yeah. the one thing that, that in my opinion is in her favor. If she is uh, not guilty here, um, I'd love to see like a, a follow-up spin-off documentary on this whole thing, um, to really uncover all the other facts that we don't know. And all the, you know,
2: oh, there needs to be AMAs
1: yeah. on and subreddits and all that stuff.
0: Too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, just throughout her life, even getting into the car with someone who she knew would put her in a better situation than she was already in. Like, she's just always been opportunistic, always been calculating. Uh, I have no doubt she did it one minor thing that cracked me up about Carol, by the way. So in her very weak and ridiculous defense, she says she was 15 and her brother was nine. Cause at this point she's talking about how the sheriff's department, which her brother worked in, didn't give her preferential treatment. Um, and she says, Well, I was fifteen and my brother was nine, and therefore we had no relationship. I'm like, that's a six year age difference. That's not like that insane. I was
2: super standard.
0: Yeah, my oldest yeah. sister's eight years older than me and I have a plenty of close relationship. Like you're even your kids are yeah. like six years apart. They're like
2: eleven years. And my eleven sister
0: years, well. yeah. You're so your old your daughter's not gonna be like, I never got to know him. Like and they're right. like well she
1: contradicts herself and this is what i'm talking about she doesn't do herself any favors because she immediately contradicts herself literally two sentences later and says i was surprised that he wound up becoming a cop because he was very shy but hold on a second carol you just said you didn't know your brother so what is it do you know him or do you not know him because obviously you you have an opinion about what he should have should or should not have
0: turned into yeah exactly that Almost more so than the actual sense that it makes it like almost more than it makes sense she killed her husband is her defense was so bad that it makes me think she's even more guilty just because of the way she was trying to explain it. Like, I'm not close to my brother. We were a whole six years apart, and I didn't kill him. Like, he obviously, you know, flew and got lost under the radar. <laughs> and, like, it, it just, you know, I'm not opportunistic. I just got in some strange older man's car when I was 15, so my life could be better. And then I screwed my husband's family out of their inheritance. Like, it's yeah. like nothing makes any sense. So, I have no doubt she's guilty i've no doubt she murdered him. Does that make her uh, well I mean it obviously makes her a bad person, but does that make her wrong in this in the competition with joe like that was one thing I found ex- exciting throughout the whole thing is who actually had the better treatment of animals and it's really tough to tell I think they're both losers, but i don 't know who was better than the other well she's she's kind of like you know
1: um the cops and a mafia situation like she's capitalizing on someone else making missteps for Mm -hmm. dirty work that she would want to do right like she wouldn't have a business if people weren't breeding tigers in our country like she her business would not exist because she would have no animals coming in that she'd be rescuing because it's rescuing cats right so i believe and especially and i think joe does a great job of this by the way it, he, he shows like her having these animals go to these small cages to have to eat food. And it really shows very similar uh, design. It's hard to tell the difference from my perspective. It's hard to tell the difference between what she's doing. That's better for these animals versus what Joe's doing. You also have a ton of endangered species, you know, if this didn't happen in the first place. So I think she is capitalizing on what Joe and Doc Annell and some of these other, the, and then the, there's the oh the other guy we didn't talk about is the um, the guy who influenced Scarface, which is crazy. The drug dealer That's in Miami. Cute. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, and so like she's she's taking these animals from these people and putting them in cages, just maybe bigger cages, but they're still cages. And so
2: Here's the, the harsh truth, which is a very unpopular opinion, anyone who capitalizes on any form of animal entertainment is either advertedly, usually not advertedly, or inadvertently abusing them in some way. Like, that's just the reality of the situation. You know, it's just, it's sad to think about. Even people who own animals, if you really think about it, you know, like, it just, that's just the way it is, unfortunately and Although we have
0: some strong opinions in the comment section and i i have to keep refreshing it because it doesn't show up for me so I'm yeah, gonna, yeah you baby. have to get go out and then go back and i've been doing the same thing what do we got, <laughs> well, <I'm wasted. laughs> we got a shout out to jj in here
2: oh yes hi jj <laughs> he is being babysat by a tv right now mother of the year
1: wendy toro martinez um is, is definitely stating that her current husband is next. She believes the tiger did it. Um, and she also wants to know, how did Joe get her
0: diary?
2: Oh, Carol's diary?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I did I, wonder that.
2: I really don't know. But I, I, I think he had his ways just like she had her ways, right?
0: Oh, by the way, Meredith, my sister, confirms that he was lip syncing to another band.
2: Boo.
0: Boo. It's, not, it's not Joe's actual <laughs> not
2: have Five days of research
0: like That's this. even worse to me that his music Sucks and it's not even him It's good You, I, you guys that. should
1: go, we should put a poll up in Pop culture life, is Joe Exotic's Music good or bad
0: I think we should, yeah. should Pull the group
2: so, to. Um, yeah.
0: They are pointing out that I guess She was escaping her abusive husband Left the house at 15, she was actually 21 when she got there. either way
2: Hey, that makes sense to me.
0: It doesn't change my narrative though that she's always been very opportunistic and very money driven, and I think that, that fits in line with her motive to kill her husband. And he was paranoid of it too. Um, and you know, he had no gain in like implying to other people that he was that she was going to kill him, or they had, they were so angry. Like there's no, he had no end game there in my mind. Um, I don't think it was a matter of, like, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, like, wanting us to kill the other first. So I still think she's guilty.
1: She has, like, a Doug Funny closet worth of leopard print clothes. And (laughs) she also has plaques of the dead tigers on stones. And she rides her bicycle around in some remote forest village that no one uh, can see. No one exists. There's June, our our daughter, who has a great relationship with JJ. So it yeah, exactly. defunts that myth. She's eleven. Yeah, yeah. He's he's that one and a half. Um, but she but she just she fits the her character, I agree with Vince, is is motive enough for, for her to do this. I mean, she really is just bizarre. She's 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 an opportunist. You can't deny that. She's absolutely an opportunist. I
2: think as a child, you you can't with, we don't know Carol Baskin's full childhood.
0: We yeah, don't know any of their full stories.
2: I give well. That's why I give them all the benefit of the doubt.
0: Yeah. Well, that's silly.
2: I know. <laughs> I don't think I. Like I said, I believe that Carol Baskin could have had somebody murder her husband I mean, for I her. An Do mm. I think that she did it? No. Do I think everyone is guilty of animal abuse? Yes. Do I think Joe is guilty of the most inadvertent animal abuse? yes
0: okay yeah that's I, I think that's fair um can we get into two of my favorite characters uh todd and also uh jeff's the last guy right like he's like the. oh
1: uh, jeff low
0: yeah let's, oh, yeah. Jeff. let's uh. get let's concentrate more on the oklahoma side for a second yeah um We had his first husband, the human can opener. I can't remember his name, but he has like the one tooth that could very easily open cans. Oh, John? John
2: Finlay.
1: John Finlay, who has, what did he have tattooed on his his pelvic area? Joe's Joe's private property. Joe's private property.
0: That is the worst tattoo cover-up I've ever seen in my life, by the way, at the end. Uh, It's still got the letters behind his giant animal face. Oh, man. (laughs) In one of his his music videos.
2: If you guys want to Google him, he did get his teeth fixed, and he looks amazing.
0: uh, You have to look amazing if that was your starting point. Well, that's what what meth
1: does to you, and that's Joe's way of alluring straight men into homosexuality. No, no,
2: no. I don't think that. Once again, the Reddit Ask Me Anything, they said that meth really wasn't as rampant. Like, there was still a zoo to run. Let's like put it into perspective. It's not like it was breaking bad over there. Like, sure, I'm sure that they all partook in things, but I don't think it was as rampant as people are making it out to be. There was still a business to be running.
1: Did you see Travis? What was wrong with Travis? His other husband? He was high the entire time.
2: That's not, I don't believe it. Man, he
1: could have been a basketball player and he chose to go into exotic homosexuality animal place. He like, could
2: not have been a basketball player. Let's he's check.
0: like 6'8.
2: He's
0: 6'2. Here's my thoughts on, on that love triangle, which again, I cannot stress how weird it is to me that he hyphenated his two ex lovers' names. Um, <laughs> no, he's like, oh, they got married at the same time.
1: All three of them. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah. But still,
0: it's. It's so weird to me Took both of Laird's last names. Like he's like a women's studies major. Um, But anyway, so this started out as like the gayest show ever. Right. And I'm like, this is like a, like a great love gay story of our time. It's like the 2020 story we all deserve. Like there's anything wrong with that. Right. Um, And then like, you know, I'm I'm thinking it's because to make it even, even more powerful, they're all in Oklahoma where like, I'm, pretty convinced that just being homosexual is still not okay. So for them to have this many eccentric gay guys, I'm like, this is a great story, very moving, like a, you know, powerful documentary about the homosexual lifestyle in Oklahoma. And, um, and then you realize Travis and Todd aren't gay. And now I'm like, is this like a sexual assault? (laughs) Is this like a simple assault documentary? They just, they did gay things with Joe the entire time, like just to be taken care of, basically. Well,
2: absolutely, but is that any different from a woman marrying an old man with an estate? Sorry, I'm making popcorn for June.
0: I would say that's, that part, you know, they're both making sacrifices, but I would think that sleeping with the opposite gender, especially one that looks like Joe Exotic, is a pretty big pill to swallow. This was
2: something fun in- or was it more like, hey, I just have to get a blowjob from a guy and I'll get this video. There game. is
1: something with these true crime documentaries and straight men who are involved in murder.
2: Absolutely. Entertaining
1: homosexuality I moments. I think a
2: lot of, yeah. and I hate to make this speculation, and I'm sorry, my daughter is gay. Like, I am a huge proponent of gay. However, I think that there's a link between sexuality in the closet and murder. Yes, I do think that's true.
0: Yeah, sorry, it be. I'm sorry. Yeah.
2: Because it's just it's just too common. Like I totally agree with you. There's
1: there it's oddly a theme in all these true crime stories. Whether and there is even,
2: and even before true crime stories, if you Jeffrey Dahmer, like well, Ted Bundy, I guess not really, but he's necrophilia, or John Wayne Gacy is gay. Like all these closeted gay people just Maybe it's,
1: maybe think. it's more so the, the act of, of, taboo. um, taboo sexuality, um, for what your but culture
2: is a murderer. I want to put that out there. I do not consider Joe exotic a murderer.
0: Well, he's not. Who would he have murdered?
2: Carol Baskin.
0: Well he, well, he did murder animals. Well, that's, he tried. That's, that's a fact. Work, well,
2: hire for hitman, a hi- hitman for hire. Yes, but I don't consider him a dark individual. I don't consider him anywhere on the same level as. I don't the- think
0: so either. I think he's just paranoid and lives in Oklahoma and owns guns. Like I yeah, think- I do think I do find it
1: oddly suspicious uh, near the last episode where they and we haven't gotten into this yet, but they basically um, two guys that worked with Joe. Uh, one, I can't remember his name. He looks like Louie. Uh, that really big guy with the pizza restaurant and then Jeff Lowe, Jeff Lowe, um, the guy who's, who's kind of the scumbag of this whole documentary.
2: Oh, such a those,
1: those two became informants for the FBI um, while they got that, that really that, that guy that was released from prison to be the, the hire to hit man guy for three grand. Right.
2: Um, Pat, he, Pat, my brother.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Um, bad, careful there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, it was suspicious that Joe seemed in the text message string, he seemed like surprised like, Oh, you have another guy that could kill Carol. Great. How much? So it didn't, it didn't occur to me that he had this like mission planned really. So I, I felt as though actually that Jeff Lowe is actually behind this or took something that, that Joe said in passing and kind of ran with it and is the the person behind the scenes for, for the murder for
0: hire. I like that. Yeah, I can get behind that. By the way, I'm curious about both of your, um, your thoughts on Jeff. We haven't really talked about him. He's a pretty big piece yeah. of the puzzle. Obviously, a scumbag. Obviously, you know, manipulative in his own way. Um, I mean, he freely admits he's an ex-con and, you know, he, he does lots of bad things. What are your overall thoughts on him? Because you both seem pretty strong as far as hating him. I think he's
1: the shiny example of, uh, like a scumbag trying to get rich no matter what, and will take advantage of people to, to become rich. I mean, it was evident in his lies about the wealth he had and owning a mansion and the cars he drives and he rented them. Uh, but also that, that other guy, uh, Tim something that he went into partnership after Joe. So he took advantage of Joe winds up overtaking uh, GW zoo runs that, and then goes into partnership with this other big, Um, animal zoo guy, and they're building a zoo and winds up screwing him over and making him do all the work to build this thing and and all this stuff and and finances. And Jeff wasn't even putting up a dollar to, to help support this park. So he, I think he's just taking advantage of everyone. He's a convicted felon. He's got domestic abuse charges. He's killed animals. He's got the hostile ability. He knows this guy. He knows this guy that... Uh, looks looks insane. He's got the teardrop from killing someone. He knows that guy already. He brings him in to be the overseer of all maintenance on the park. I don't believe in the giving the ex-con a second chance with that guy because that guy proves that he can't have a second chance. He's willing to entertain the $3,000 reward to go
0: and kill Carol. What are your thoughts, Jess? You, you seem to have a lot of facial reactions there.
2: Are we talking about Alan or are we talking about Jeff Lowe? Yeah. I don't think Jeff's felony should be used against him because once again, balance deserve a second chance, no matter what the crime. Um, and I would say that even if they murdered my own family, like I I would hate it, obviously, but people fuck up.
0: Um, <laughs> okay. It's a pretty big fuck up. I could be up, but... Oh, shit, I slipped and murdered a family. Accidentally, I <laughs> on a serial killing spree
2: <laughs> and destroyed <and just laughs> a
1: family, but... Second chance, please.
2: Yeah. Anyhow, um, it does happen. You know, like, look at the situation with Joe. But however, I do think Jeff is manipulative. I think he knows exactly what he's doing in these situations. He was the absolute least likable person in the whole documentary. I don't really have like huge opinions on him other than just fuck him like why is he even involved here you know
1: yeah all right no fine well i mean joe got joe i think that's that's the theme the other theme of this is joe got desperate and and it's funny that like the owning of of animals is, and, and tornadoes in Oklahoma is like very minor in this, this oh. documentary but it, it's he want he needed money like that's that's been proven to be a thing throughout the series is that he will well, do he what did it did takes did to money. get the money.
2: like we're, we're including that right
1: Well he was bro- at this at the time he brought in Jeff he was like almost done Carol and her husband were dragging him through the mud with the lawsuits yeah. over what he did with the rabbit scheme um, and also stealing their their uh, their logo and their name. And so he had, like, no money at this point. So, And he already drained his parents, which that's a whole nother reason that. That's, that's pretty shitty. Yes, uh, it,
2: it's shitty, but it does happen. Like,
1: does it excuse it?
2: Um, I don't think it excuses it, but I think it is more common than you would think. Okay. This is me, and I, it's the benefit of the doubt.
0: Um, by the way, <clears throat> there is a <laughs> – Another component to this entire saga that we have not covered yet, and it is sure to piss people off, but I'm going to obviously address it. That is the whole political aspect of this.
1: There's so many many political. Does this include the alligators blowing up or is this different?
0: No, no, no. This is totally different. So one thing which will segue into this. We're talking about, we, we mentioned earlier Joe's uh, entire campaign run, right? He ran for governor of Oklahoma. There's a few things about this that crack me up. One is that they show, um, before all that with Doc, they show this family from from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, kind of talking about it. It was a uh, mother, father, and a, a son or a daughter. I can't remember, but like one kid. And I'm cracking up because it was like the epitome of a white trash family that they're they're showing. Um, And it's due to the clothing. The mom had a pink pink brand shirt, which was like popular 15 years ago. The dad has a generic (laughs) baseball coach shirt. And then the kid, who I can't remember if it was male or female, is wearing a Myrtle Beach, South Carolina shirt. And he's from South Carolina. Like those things are just, that's like as stereotypical trash as it gets um, cracked me up the entire time. But the other aspect is the political part of this is two things. One is that Joe runs for governor, right? He runs he, for president first. Right. He runs for president, but he he,
1: he is in the governor campaign. He where, actually makes some moves in the governor campaign, yeah.
0: Yes. He
2: wins 19%.
0: Yeah, so here's the thing. They interview that one woman on this, right? And she says a, a very... Trump thing in that she says, um, well, he he tells it like it is, and like that, all of a sudden, like he's this exotic animal owner who knows nothing about politics, nothing about running a state. He runs a sanctuary. I guess that's got to count for something. But the reason that she votes for him is because he tells it like it is, and that just that cracked me up because that's that's she's not the only one who feels that way. There's like 25 percent of this country that that's how they base their voting is on. 25
2: percent, they- I would say more like 75 percent. Well, I'm, right? going,
0: I'm going based on the extremely conservative base in this country. That was like their entire reason for voting for her actual president. It was like art imitating reality in that it's, it was very telling like that. She said that because I'm like, that is how people really think. And Oklahoma is one of those states where you can make that argument.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, and, and let's just think about something for a second. His campaign manager, the Dilbert, he ran. The, no, right. the, he was the manager of the gun section at Walmart, and Joe knew this guy, and basically said it was his dream job to become a campaign manager, employs him to be his campaign manager, and one of the things that he hands out to the people are condoms with Joe's face on it. Mm-hmm. That was his tactic. And he doesn't even know. He even said he still to this day doesn't know what a libertarian is. Yet he ran as a libertarian in the election.
2: I'd like to go back to Vince's original statement. First of all, I'd like to clarify that Joe handed out condoms with his face on it, even when he was just running the zoo.
1: Yeah, that was just a hobby. Come on.
2: Second no, overall, he used...
1: No, that's not true because he used the funds. That's why Jeff and him got into a fight. He used literally. the funds... Okay, well, whatever. It, it, this was part of their fight was that he financed all these, like, thousands of dollars into to buy all these condoms with his face on. Maybe he already had them, but he got a bunch of them <laughs> and passed them out. But, yeah, it's, to Vince's point, he's that? right. It's. Did
2: it's, you watch the argument? Yeah, I did. Okay. So, <laughs> another thing that I want to say is not that I – I do not support – trump i'm sorry to people out there because i know oh, you dear. do Mom does. my mom and dad do i'm sorry to, to anyone who doesn't but people do like a relatable person and i think joe exotic is exactly that um there's like a, like we said earlier there's a little bit of him in all of us and people love the guy who's like i'm fucking broke i have kinky sex like fuck it here i am that's I don't want to say that's what we need, but that might be what we need.
1: (laughs) It's definitely, it's definitely a different level of candidacy now for the president. I mean, you would, you know, 20 years ago, Kanye West or The Rock running for president was like a a laughable thing. Ronald Reagan, right? Back to the future, say Ronald Reagan, the actor. You know, like that. But that was, you know, still a lot different. Donald Trump, believe it or not, he and probably Joe now have opened no. up a significant amount of interest in hearing something else than what you're used to. Well, here's and the if, thing. If that something else is this guy, it's probably why he's getting votes. My I'm not saying thing. I agree with it or not. I'm just saying that, that I do agree yeah. with Vince that it's unlocked this, this like want to hear I don't something. Think
2: so. I, think, I think Barack Obama did that. I think I voted for him because he felt like he was my friend sitting in my living room, and that's the same way I feel about Joe Biden. Well, I think he he appealed
0: is- by being cool. Like that's yeah. different to me. Yes. Barack Obama was like that's the cool. Like he could be my uncle that I get along with, not the yes. one I talk to anymore. But Trump is an entirely different thing in that, like he see he. So that's he's whatever he relatable because he's not a politician, but at the end of the day, he's still a billionaire. Still, like he has nothing in common with anyone who voted for
2: him. But Joe Exotic like, does. Joe exotic.
0: He has nothing. Like no one else is a flamboyantly gay person in Oklahoma you owning know, exotic animals.
2: Maybe we're not gay and exo- owning exotic animals, but we're all kind of broke. We're all kind of. We all kind of don't give a fuck. But was we're even. <laughs> I love, so the same reason I love Eminem is the reason why I love Joe Exotic. Oh, man. Fuck it. I just say whatever I want. You exist in all of us. Like, a little of me exists in all okay, of us. Okay, I
0: see that. I see I that, love, that analogy.
2: I, love, I admire, because I cannot be that way. I admire. AJ
0: <laughs> totally disagrees with you, by the way. Thank you, buddy. You're so right. my son. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a few more notes here. I just, uh, these were actual notes that I took that we could just expand upon a little bit. Uh, I said, this is great. It's like that, and then there were none Book by Agatha Christie. Everyone had a motive against each other to do something crazy, but this version also had drugs, exotic animals, and an alarming lack of teeth and hygiene. I could have drawn each of these characters in my head just based on where they live. And it would have been a 75% accurate, oh, yeah. which is true. Everyone <laughs> in this, everyone in this looked exactly how they should look.
1: The, be- the one part that we didn't even talk about was Travis's unfortunate suicide. That was, that oh, yeah. was crazy to me. The guy like the guy's just looking at him. He's like, Hey, check this out. Boom. And it's, 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 they have it on camera. Uh, when they don't why show Travis, do the heck,
0: by the way, like, why would he have tried his leg? Like just, just to be safe. Cause, cause I think he, I
1: think ring. he wanted to kill himself. I think, I think okay. he was, he was, cause it, they show a scene before where he's like talking about, it's going to be my last day on earth. Yada, yada. It um,
0: was very depressed.
1: Yeah. It was very depressing. But so at his funeral, Joe is dressed up like the undertaker with a clerical collar around his neck and is singing a song and talking about Travis's balls at his funeral in front of his family and his you're on mute you're on, yeah, mute, on Jess.
2: mute yeah myself hello there you go, there you go.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, oh you just you muted yourself perfect. again yeah <laughs> hello yes you're good yeah
0: there you go
2: sorry the whole oh, the whole bottle yeah. um <laughs> please let me do this again like Sober. I will do lots of research and take it seriously. Anyhow, I wanna say that Travis's family might have been into that kind of humor. So it'd be the equivalent to us being like, oh, there was a stormtrooper and Jake, like, "Ah." (laughs) huh? Stuff that we all laugh about within our family. Travis's family might have been like that too.
1: I don't know. I, I, I maybe. Yeah, may, you're maybe right because I know I they. they sh-
2: met people, I lived in Panama City. Okay. Well, they
1: showed, to your credit, they did show a scene of of him chasing his mother, shooting the gun at the ground near her, and she was laughing.
0: Um what brings they- me to my other political point. This is a terrible indictment on on responsible gun owners throughout. Oh my gosh! I, mean, I was shocked at the. A- that had it was them allowed shooting at objects he had them shooting in the air threatening to kill everyone <laughs> it's just, it's just an awful awful indictment if you're a responsible gun owner this did not do you any justice to people who are against you know gun ownership or want very enforced gun owner, gun gun ownership
1: exactly exactly yeah. and, I, and and yeah i think it's i think that that undertone is 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 crazy um, i also thought it was kind of messed up that joe um, Jess, you gotta come shut this door because we're gonna we're gonna have feedback here.
0: <laughs>
1: As we're winding down, we're having some technical difficulties, guys. Sorry. Yeah, um, that Travis's mom was pretty much invited to the next wedding with the with the new dude, and then she was dropped off the mat. And and that wedding was two months after his death. So Joe just he just seduces young guys and he wants to. Oh, them. I don't care.
2: think that's true. Cool. People have to move it's An act.
0: It's an act. <laughs> Yeah, well, so that's the thing, is, like, he's so relatable that he, at one point, had two husbands, he's been married four times, he has no political experience, he has, like, two guns on his, well, that part is probably relatable, he's got the two guns, but it's, like, nothing about Joe's relatable, but somehow, because he, like, curses a lot and, like, says things that other people might be thinking, that's okay, now he's a great politician because of it. No! You're
2: wrong, it's because... People want to be, feel justified in their wrongdoings. And a lot of people mess up in this. Well, that I
0: believe, yeah. So yeah. they
2: want to feel like they have an ally. And they also want to feel like they have someone non judgmental when they do screw up, regardless of the screw up. Which, speaking so like, of being
0: non judgmental, why did they interview so many fat, topless guys? Like, what? they didn't have, like, them wear shirts or anything like that. Did you notice that? There were, like, at least three interviews. Everyone's out of shape, which is fine. You know, that happens. But, like, <laughs> no one, like, gave a shit about what they looked like. In you
2: yeah, didn't think that was, like, one of the best parts? Like, no one gives a shit at all.
0: I did. Well, like I said earlier, it's exactly what I expected. Everyone I pictured in my head was pretty damn close to, ex- to what they looked like. If you it's just funny. told me. Hey, this guy from Oklahoma is paranoid gun owner, gun owning lover, and he owns, he loves exotic pets. I would picture like most of Joe Exotic, right? I well, think I, it was I think it was
1: something that I never experienced uh, and didn't think those people would act like at all. It was, and that was that was what's so captivating about that show is that you just didn't expect all the craziness. Yeah. I
2: think I think that it's one of the most refreshing parts of all because all of us secretly just want to be somewhere where no one gives a shit, right? Like I know in my family, like there's plenty of opportunities where no one gives a shit and it's very refreshing, absolutely. <laughs> not not on a level of Joe Exotic and like a trailer park or anything, but <laughs> hey, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and uh, there are comments that they, first of all, comment very much earlier um, saying that Travis and uh, the other guy, whose name I can never remember, might have been bisexual, which is possible, But that was kind of never, I mean, I guess they probably were, just based on, you know, the timeline of events. But it was kind of never explained. Like, all they did was focus on how, I think it was Todd, like, slept with basically every woman there as well. Um, Didn't ever say, like, he enjoyed his time with Joe. That was kind of ambiguous, but it's possible. And the other point just brought up is that the producers probably asked the men to be topless, which would make sense because it just makes them seem kind of more, you know, redneck slash white trash. This to me was very similar to Abducted in Plain Sight in terms of enjoyment. And I liked Abducted in Plain Sight better, only because it was so much less expected from the people who were involved. Because it's like this Ohio family who seems wholesome with their two kids. And then all of a sudden, you've got this gay pedophile neighbor who's sleeping with everyone, including the dad. Yeah, so um, in my mind, like it would have been on the same level if Joe had slept with like everyone in Carol's family, including Carol. But well,
2: I want to say that I love I fucking love Ohio. See, there's Ohio right there on my. Yeah. D- I love Ohio very much. I did not like it ex- abducted in plain sight as much because. The dad was a curveball for me. Hey, you want to jerk me off? Like that best? was the
0: best party. He's randomly jerking off dudes for no reason. Why the hell
2: would he say yes?
0: yes. However, <laughs> he was very closeted. I think. Yeah,
2: for sure. <laughs> yeah. For Travis and John, there had to be at least some amount of gay because think about you, or Jake. Like if you guys were on at hit rock bottom, think about a time in your life when you were rock bottom. Did you ever? I
0: never entertain <laughs> being gay, no matter how much rock bottom it says? That's, that's what I'm trying to say. That's why, to me, it's either you are gay, which for some reason they just or deny, bi. or buy, which is plausible, um, or it's that's some sort a- of, it's some level of sexual assault. I mean, it, no, I couldn't be with someone like Joe Exotic, no matter what my situation was, and no matter what he would make my situation. This gap could never close by being with right. Joe Exotic and doing sexual things with him.
2: That's why I don't think happen. it was assault. fault. Because...
0: Right. Well, it's so fine. It's not yet. Terminology-wise, it's not. Um, but it was against his will, is what I'm saying. And I can't imagine being in a situation where I'm frequently, like to the point of marrying someone, just doing sexual favors over and over again that I would. I have zero interest in doing. So.
2: I don't think... It was any kind of assault because how could it be?
0: How could Yeah, it wasn't Joe being like, Hey, I'm gonna tie you down and like do things to you, but it wasn't that, like Jake said, he kind of manipulates helpless younger boys and he gets what he wants out of them, you know? And in this case it was sexual.
2: Are you sure about that? Or does he just offer security?
0: No, well they said the whole thing with Travis with the meth. He was a meth addict. Joe made it. To the point where it seemed like the only way Travis could get his fix was through Joe and the only way he could get his fix through Joe was by being married to him and and these sexual favors and stuff so I think Joe is very manipulative whether that makes him some crazy like sex fiend in the Hollywood version that I think we're kind of picturing here I don't think that's necessarily the case but it still leaves open the point that I don't think they wanted to do everything they were doing with Joe. No, and not have- at all. Yeah.
2: I- I- in a minute.
1: I, I, I don't I don't think uh I don't think that they wanted to do that. I think that they were that was a, a result of being swindled into ways that they could get the the drugs. I also think that going back to Doc Annal, I think these people have an unwavering manipulation and just kind of aura that probably attracts people to be willing to do things that they normally wouldn't do because they want to be a part of that lifestyle. They see the allure there. They're also they're also taken to Jess's point. I do agree that they're probably more vulnerable in those moments because of where their their
0: life is headed. Well, that's um, that's who you prey on. Is yeah, exactly. People in those spots. So, yeah. Um, anyway, that that concluded my notes. So, I don't. Is there anything else you wanted to cover uh, as far as uh, I mean, there was so much to discuss with this. I know. But I think we did a pretty good job.
1: I think I think we nailed the main themes. Um, maybe we could do a part two at some point. Um, but at this point, as you guys can tell, um, our kids are definitely ready to go to bed. So I think with that, we're we're
0: probably going to wrap it up there. Yeah, there we go. Um, anyway, (laughs) so thank you for joining us. Uh, we had a lot of, we had a lot of interaction in the comment section. I apologize that, um, we couldn't get as much of the comments as possible because we had to keep refreshing. It usually goes It goes fluid better than that, but it didn't happen this time. But anyway, so this is a pop culture special. We're hoping to do more of these, not necessarily, you know, the three of us, but, you know, other podcasters and whatnot. Um, When there's a big event in pop culture, we will try and cover it with a live discussion. I think that was fun. Um, And if anyone has any requests in the future, you know, that's what the group's for. Feel free to share them. And if it gets popular enough, we will try and get a team together and discuss it. And, uh, yeah, so this has been pop culture, Jake, thank you for inviting me. Thank you for joining. Jess Isn't there, but thank you for all her help too. Um, definitely offered a different perspective, which I think was welcomed. And, um, yeah, so this has been pop culture life. Have a great rest of your night.
1: We'll just, we'll also, I'll leave you guys with this. Look out for Joe's song because you love me. It's a hit. (laughs) All right. Have a good night guys.